if you're being baptized this morning, I, um, I, I know it's kind of like I was very nervous when I was baptized. Does anybody else, when you, you were baptized, anybody get nervous? I was, I mean, my stomach was doing loops. And, uh, yeah, I, I, was, uh, I was a little bit uh, nervy. However, um, it was such a powerful experience. I'm glad my nerves didn't put me off. And it's one of those things that if you um, go through the nerves and you get to the other side, it's an amazing experience with God. And I believe that's what's going to happen to the six um, people who are being baptized this morning. But before the baptisms, um, I just wanted to bring um, just a short message this morning on Christian baptism and maybe ask, uh, answer a few questions about some of the, um, I believe, misconceptions about what baptism really means. Um, and I, 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 it is far more important than we realize in a believer's life, being baptized. And it's just something that actually the Lord asks us to do, but it, it is so important, and I'll explain the reasons why. And the teaching about baptism in the Bible is actually one of what Scripture calls a foundational teaching. So if you build a house, what you do first is lay a foundation. Otherwise, whatever you build, the sides, the walls, whatever goes on the roof, it is in danger of collapsing and being unstable. And so baptisms, according to Hebrews chapter 6, is one of the foundational teachings that to begin your Christian life. Jesus Christ himself is the foundation, but the teaching on being baptized in water is a foundation that needs to be laid if you're going to have a strong and stable and enduring Christian life. Very important to realize that. It is not a sign, it is not an entry into salvation. You don't get saved by being baptized. Very important because that is a false teaching. You are first of all, a believer in Jesus Christ and born of God. Jesus spoke about entry into the kingdom of heaven and he said this, you must be born again. So a Christian is someone who has been born of God, born again. We've all been born once, that's why you're here sitting on that seat or listening at home. But the new birth is when you become a Christian or a child of God. You don't evolve into Christianity. It's not an evolution, it's a birth. Okay, we don't evolve. We might come into understanding, which takes time, and into faith when we hear the message about Jesus. But to be a Christian is a new birth experience. There are many questions to answer, aren't there? Because in many churches, babies are baptized. And is that okay? 
well, I believe the teaching's going to answer that. And is it okay just to sprinkle? So if I had um, a watering can downstairs, would it be enough just to sprinkle you and put a bit of water like I was watering a flower? Because that's how you look this morning. Gorgeous. (laughs) Baptism means an immersion. That's what the Greek word means. It means a total, uh, full immersion in water. If I was to take a sponge, a dry sponge, put it into water, fully hidden in that water, you would say the sponge is immersed in water. And so those being baptized today will stand in water and they will go down under the water quickly and then come back up. So it's a complete immersion in water. There are four reasons why we, uh, as a Christian church, say that baptism is essential. First of all, we're going to look at two scriptures in Matthew chapter 3 and verse 16 and 17. This is speaking about Jesus. He went to John the Baptist and he asked to be baptized. And John actually said, you're coming to me, thinking, you don't need to be baptized. I shouldn't be the one baptizing you. And in one sense, Jesus was perfect. He had never sinned and never did. He was the perfect son of God. He didn't need to be baptized. But Jesus came and was baptized to fulfill what was right in God's sight. So God wanted him to do it, so he did it. And it says, when he had been baptized... He came up immediately. There we are. He went down under the water and he came up immediately from the water. And behold, the heavens were open to him and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting on him. The Spirit came upon him. And then he heard, they heard a voice from heaven saying, This is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. So we are baptized because we follow Jesus in his example, that he was baptized. And we are following Jesus with our lives. That's partly what a Christian is. A Christian is a follower, a believer and a follower of Jesus. And Jesus modeled baptism for us. Secondly, we read in Acts 2... And verse 38, in the first sermon, really, after the Spirit came and after Jesus had died and risen and ascended, Peter was preaching about Jesus and what he had done on the cross. And they all said to Peter, what must we do to be saved? They, they were cut to the heart. It affected them, the message of what Jesus had done for them. And Peter said to them, repent and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. That's the forgiveness of sins. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Now this is wonderful because in both references with Jesus and with the book of Acts, there was an expectation of the Holy Spirit coming upon those being baptized. And that is our expectation today, 
that the Holy Spirit will do something very special, something that only God can do as they come up out of the water. The Holy Spirit will come upon them. And there will be a new hearing, an ability to hear the voice of God. So Jesus modeled baptism and Jesus' followers preached and continued in the teaching of baptism in water all the way through the New Testament. And Peter said that this wasn't just for one or two who felt like it. It was for all who believed. So this isn't for a select crowd. It's for all who believe. It's not like um, it's what Kingdom Faith teach, but the CFE don't teach. There's only one Lord, one faith, and one baptism. And that it is written in the word of God. So that is the teaching of scripture. The third reason why we are commanded to be baptized is because Jesus said, go and make disciples of all nations. This is the assignment of the church. Not to just make someone who's going to say the words in a prayer, but become a real learner and follower of Jesus Christ. And Jesus said in Matthew 28, 19, go and make disciples of all nations, all people, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So Jesus said, continue this until he comes again. So this will be happening all the way through wherever anyone repents and believes in Jesus Christ, people will be being baptized in response to the teaching of Jesus. And finally, baptism shows something, that the old life is dead and buried in a watery grave. So the water symbolizes the old you, the sinner, and the one that was totally unacceptable to God without Jesus as dying with Jesus on the cross. Just as he died, you died and were buried. So that's it. We're going to a burial this morning. Visibly, that we will see a symbol that the old life has gone and is dead and buried and they are raised by the power of the Lord to live a new life. Romans 6 verse 3 and 4 tells us, do you not know as many of us were baptized, immersed into Christ, were baptized into his death? So when we're baptized, we're baptized into Christ. Therefore, we were buried with him through baptism into death. That just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we should walk in newness of life. So those being baptized today are identifying themselves with what Jesus did on the cross for them. That in his death, their old nature was crucified. buried and when he rose again you are included in his resurrection life because you have to die first before you can be raised 
So it's speaking of raised to a new life. And that new life is Christ in you and you in Christ. The new believer is, if I take this paper and place it so it can't be seen, which is quite difficult. There we are. Can't see that piece of paper. The new believer, someone who has repented, believed in Jesus, and that he died for their sins and rose again from the dead. He are now, you are now hidden with Christ in God. So in other words, when God sees you, he sees Jesus, which makes you totally acceptable to God. Isn't that amazing? Hidden in Christ. That's who we are now in Jesus. So there are the four reasons why we are baptized. That's why we do it. Now, this means uh, that in doing this, I believe we're seeing the wisdom of God. That when we actually act something out... It means a lot more to us than just hearing about it. A child will learn 30% of what they hear. 60% what they hear and see. 80% of what they hear, see and do. And so it's the wisdom of God to establish in you through baptism, that you died and now you're raised to a new person, a new life. The old has gone, the new has come. If anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. That's how God sees us now in Christ Jesus. And I would say that everybody in this room who has been baptized can remember the event. It's etched into my memory. I was 27. No, I was probably 30. I was, um, the church I went to at the time didn't teach on this. And in fact, they didn't think it was necessary. But as soon as I heard about it, I decided I needed to be baptized. So I went to a church where they would. And I got baptized And I was so grateful to them because they found out that I really did believe um, that I was willing to obey the Lord in it. And, uh, well, God moved me on anyway. But the teaching of the early church needs to continue in today's church. Now, what are the requirements? Two things. I'm not going to spend too long on this. But Jesus said when he came... With a message, he said, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. People need to respond in two ways. He said, repent and believe the good news. So God's program of salvation is two things, two responses from those who hear about the good news of Jesus. First is repentance. You can't. Become a Christian without repentance. Okay, so what is repentance? Repentance is a change of mind or a decision you make. 
It's not an emotional thing. It's a decision made because you understand who Jesus is and what he has done for you. But to repent means deciding and making a U-turn. If anybody's ever been traveling anywhere and you've done a quick U-E, a quick U-turn, it means you were going one direction and now you've turned your life around and you're going another. Okay, so repentance is a turning from something to something. The best example, one of the best examples in the Bible is called the story of the prodigal son. And this, this son uh, had spent his life doing the wrong things and wasting his life. And he, he was uh, feeding the pigs and eating the same food as the pigs. And he was downright miserable He was hungry. He hated his life because his life had come to nothing on his own. And he realized he had sinned. He had done wrong. And the prodigal repented. And if you read in Luke 15, it says in the scripture, the prodigal said to himself, I will arise That's a decision. I'm going to get up and go to my father. That's repentance. He made a decision to leave his life of sin. Amen. Turn around and go towards God. That's step one. So you can't skip that step to just believing. Jesus said, repent and believe the good news. So there are two steps to salvation. And you can't do it your way. It's his way. Because he's the one who says who goes to heaven. And he's the one who affirms the new birth in us. Amen. So repent like the prodigal, I will arise and go to, turn around, leave where I am, Jesus. Secondly, we need faith. And faith is often misunderstood because in our world today, information seems to be everything. And we need to be properly informed with what Jesus has done for us. I don't mean that. But faith isn't an accumulation of information that says, yes, I believe that Jesus died. Faith is a personal acceptance in your heart that you believe that Jesus died for you and that you yourself are making him your personal savior and your Lord. So it is a personal faith. So parents can't do this for their kids. Your country can't do it for you. Only Jesus and your own response to him through repentance and faith in him 
makes you someone who God says, you qualify to become a child of God, forgiven and made new in Christ Jesus. Romans 10, verse 9 and 10 says this, that if you confess with your mouth, as these guys have and will do today, the Lord Jesus, and believe in your heart, in your heart, not just with your head, knowledge, a belief, a heart belief, that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Wonderful. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness. What that means is, with the heart you believe, you accept what Jesus has done personally, and you accept him as your Lord and Savior. And that belief puts you into righteousness with God in Christ. So you believe to something from a sinner, totally unacceptable to God, to righteous, which is in perfect right standing with God through faith. Wow. Do you not think that's amazing? In other words, you can't work for your salvation. Jesus alone did the work. And we must believe in what Jesus has done. We believe unto righteousness, for with the mouth confession is made to salvation. It's wonderful. Jesus is Lord and Savior of my life, these guys are going to say. And basically, they are saved. God says, that's it. You're mine. You're a new creation. You're forgiven. When I look at you, I see you hidden in Christ. You're loved As the Father has loved me, Jesus said, I have loved you. Wonderful. Isn't it wonderful? What Jesus has done for us. Believe and confess with your mouth. So no baby, infant, can do this. So baptizing your child as a baby is not scriptural. Dedicating them to God is. That's another thing. But we don't baptize babies because they need to have personal repentance and faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Now, does that mean children can't be baptized? Well, it depends on the child. And it depends also on parental wisdom. Because parents know if what their child has done is a genuine repentance and faith. So it's not age exclusive, but it is a wise thing for a parent to make sure that repentance and faith, that that child understands and has decided to give their lives to Jesus Christ and follow him for the rest of their lives. It's a commitment. It's not just a prayer, it's a commitment of your whole life to be a follower of Jesus. That's why we don't do things lightly. We need to establish and make sure. However, on the back of that, I've nearly finished, but I've heard some of those being baptized today say, I don't feel ready. And all I can say is you'll never feel ready. (laughs) 
Because it's not a matter of feelings, it's what you believe. Okay? And you're doing it in response to what Jesus wants for you. Um, Some people say, well, we need to wait to bear the fruit of repentance. Well, uh, on the day of Pentecost, uh, when those people said, what must we do to be saved? We've just read it. And Peter said, repent, all of you be baptized in the name of the Lord. It was probably one or two hours later. So they didn't say, hmm, are you ready? They said, do you believe? And actually to that people, that, that word came and it comes to the same in the same way for some of us today, it meant a very costly choice. Because they would be ostracized from their current church. Because they were choosing Jesus as the way and not Moses and the law as the way. And so this cost them their place often in society Sometimes it cost people their family and their friends. Their friends didn't like them anymore and didn't want to associate with them anymore because they had made a stand to say, I believe and I choose to be a follower of Jesus Christ. There are standout people, the church of Jesus Christ, and they're willing to pay a price Because he paid it all for them. What he paid is so massive compared to what we will pay when our family don't understand. And we lose friends. And we start to walk in a different way, doing different things on a Sunday. Doing different things that we never, we used to go to parties and do this, that, and the other. We no longer do because we are followers of the way Jesus Christ. We're a different people with a different life, with a different walk. Amen. I like that. A different people with a different life and a different walk. Praise the Lord. Okay, so. If you say you're not ready, you are ready if you have turned. You may not see all the fruit of all good things yet. You might have failed, and we all do. But the joyful thing is, if we confess our sins, God is faithful just to forgive us our sins, cleanse us from all unrighteousness. But what you have said and what you are doing today means you have turned your life and are going in a different direction, trusting Jesus. Amen. Very important teaching, isn't it? In uh, the preaching of Paul, in the jailer, do you remember he was in prison? The jailer received Jesus, and Paul immediately had him baptized. So the day hadn't gone to the next day. It was in the night. So in the middle of the night, they got the jailer and the whole family baptized. When Peter preached to Cornelius, they didn't wait. 
because Peter said the Holy Spirit's moving here. They're definitely believing God. They did exactly what we did, repented and believed in Jesus alone. And they're basically, we can't stop them. Be baptized, because that's what is the teaching of the church of Jesus Christ. Wonderful. And one of my favorite stories is Philip. Do you remember Philip was having a revival and the Holy Spirit says, I want you to go to the desert. Didn't say why. And Philip popped off to the desert because he's a follower of Jesus, not of what he wants. Anyway, that's another message. And he gets to the desert, a difficult place, and he sees an Ethiopian on the road who's reading Isaiah 53. And that chapter is all about the cross, the suffering of Jesus. And he comes up to that chariot, actually, and he says, do you understand what you're reading? And the Ethiopian said, how can I? I've got nobody to explain to me. Who is this? Who is this person? Is it the prophet that said this? No, Philip said, I'm thinking, I know why you brought me into the desert, Lord. It was to tell him. And he preached Jesus to this Ethiopian. And in, um, immediately the Ethiopian believed that Jesus had come. And that he had died on the cross. But not only that, that he was alive again. And that he'd been seen and heard and changed lives of the early church. And he said, I, 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 I want that. I believe. And he saw some water. And so obviously Philip, in the first teaching about being a Christian, said, you've got to be baptized. And Philip said, there's water in a desert, which is a miracle. There's water. Can I be baptized? What hinders me? Is there anything else in the way? Because we always look at ways to block, don't we? But God has opened the way through Jesus Christ. Nothing can hinder a believer, someone who truly believes. And Philip, Peter said, no, Philip said to the Ethiopian, he said this, well, if you believe with all your heart, you can be baptized. And he answered and said, confessed, he confessed, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And down he went into that water as a sign of his old life is dead and buried. And now God had given him a brand new life. Isn't that fantastic news? And that's what's happened to you. For those of you who are being baptized because you're a new Christian or because you've never had the opportunity to yet. There is one or two who haven't yet had the opportunity to. But at the first opportunity after becoming a Christian, the scripture is clear. Be baptized. There are many benefits for it. And I'm nearly finished. But I love benefits. For those of you, six of you being baptized, listen to these benefits. God always blesses obedience. That's it. You can expect blessing because you're doing just what Jesus said to do. It's a celebration too. And it's a celebration for the whole believing church. That we remember what he did for all of us. 
we see with joy that those who are doing it have become brand new creations and made a commitment to give their lives to Jesus and follow. And so it is a total, joyful, happy celebration. It's a wonderful day in the church. Every time there is a baptism. It is a commitment you're showing. And you're speaking to Satan. And saying to the enemy who you used to belong to. Before you became a Christian. I hate that thought but it's true. That before I became a Christian someone told me I belonged to the devil. I am telling you, I broke out in perspiration. I was like, is that for real? And it is written that you're under the power of Satan. But because of your repentance and faith in Jesus, you are no longer under the power of Satan and you're under and in the kingdom of the Son of God. Satan has no claim on your life. Isn't that wonderful? You have been taken out of darkness and put into the kingdom of the Son of God. It's something that you, in your first step as a Christian, you publicly declare it. You do it in public. And by doing this, even whilst nervous, You are starting a lifelong walk of being a witness and sharing your faith with everyone that you meet and everyone that you relate to. Because Jesus wants us to all be witnesses wherever we are of what Jesus has done for us. That he has forgiven us our sins and accepted us. And also you're saying, I belong to God. I'm a child of God. It is probably, this is back to the wisdom of God, one of the most strengthening things you can do for your new faith. It's like establishing something in you. And your faith will go stronger because of what you're doing today. You'll be more than ever convinced and remember that, hang on, the old me's dead. I'm no longer unacceptable to God. In Christ, I'm loved. Every time the devil says or somebody says, you're no good, say, I'm blessed in Christ Jesus with every blessing in Christ. He highly values me. And today... I believe that the Lord wants to say to all of you being baptized, the six of you, with you I am well pleased. (laughs) With you I am well pleased. Just as Jesus obeyed the Father in being baptized, as you come up out of the water, the Holy Spirit's going to come upon you. Believe with all of your heart that with you, the Father is well pleased. That actually means you're favored, you're highly valuable to God. You must be, and so must I, that he would pay such a great price.
He paid the same for me, and he paid the same for you. And if you've never heard about Jesus before, it's really important that you hear how much God loved you that he sent his son to die on a cross. Because currently you are separated from God through sin. But he's offering you a brand new life. If you will too repent, turn around your life, leave your life of sin, and believe and become a follower of Jesus Christ. It is the best life there is. Do we have any believers in the house? (laughs) Jesus came to give us life and life in all its fullness. Praise his name. So, that's the teaching. That's the foundation. And it's important as, as old believers and new that we realize how significant this moment is to the Lord, to those being baptized, but also to the future church, that we continue in what Jesus taught all followers in every generation. It'll never be any different. So let's stand. We're just going to pray. And then we're going to go downstairs. Actually, for the best part of the meeting. <laughs> okay, so I believe we're moving into the, the icing on the cake. Because this is the, going to be the moment of great joy. So Heavenly Father, we thank you. We thank you, Lord, that this is the teaching of your word. It's also the wisdom that you have for everyone who truly repents and believes and gives their life to follow you as Lord and Savior. I thank you, Lord, that in doing this, we are affirming and confirming that we believe in the death and resurrection of Jesus and that each one of us who believe are included in his removal of all that is wrong with us. And raising us to bring all that is right through his son, Jesus Christ. And Lord, today we invite you, Holy Spirit, to bring a special blessing on everyone being baptized. That your spirit will come upon them in a fresh way. And that there will be a voice speaking to them. What you want to say over their lives as we pray for them. That they will hear something special from you that will encourage them. But most of all, Lord, even before they go downstairs, thank you that you're saying, with them you are well pleased. Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. We hope you've enjoyed this message from Kingdom Faith Southwest. For further information, log on to kingdomfaith.com. Sw.com.